Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4Patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4Patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. At home, at work. At your convenience. I love the app. On 55KRC, the talk station on the iHeartRadio app. It's 7.06 here at 55KRC, the talk station. Hope you're having a very happy Tuesday. Glad you got it tuned in right now because uh, joining the 55 KRC Morning Show, always welcome here, head of the Hamilton County Republican Party, the chair of the Hamilton County Republican Party, Alex Trantafil. Alex, welcome back, my friend. I hope you and your family can report being healthy and well. All is well, Brian, and it's always a pleasure to be with you. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How many years have you been doing this? Uh, 13 years as the county chairman, been involved with local politics since the late 90s, you know, as a young lawyer and activist. So. Yeah been running campaigns and fighting for the cause for the better part of 20 years. And a lot of things have changed in Hamilton County over 20 years. Not not to lay any blame at you for our, our, our move toward the purplish, bluish hue of Hamilton County that, of course, uh, demographic-based changes, but reality is reality. It just becomes a little bit more difficult to field candidates, uh, certainly in the city of Cincinnati, as we've talked many, many times before, but in Hamilton County as well, although we can't give up hope. Um, let us reflect back on this year and politics. Anything stick out that's uh, in the forefront of your mind that's worth uh, worth going over by way of reflection point or maybe something that we've learned as a consequence of 2021? Well, I appreciate that. You know, we, we had a very good year locally. We won 76% of our endorsed slate in 2021. You know, a couple things I'll just say from a 50,000-foot perspective. You know, this really was the year of the slate card, Brian, not to get too – too techno uh, political with you this morning, but if you look in the city of Cincinnati, you know Democrats kind of found the slate card and voted their endorsed slate. There are candidates that I think most people hadn't even really heard of who won seats on the Cincinnati City Council. But the very same was true in the Republican suburbs of Hamilton County, where uh, the Republican Party slate card did very, very well. Uh, you know, to win school board yep. races in places like Forest Hills and Colerain Township and Northwest Schools and. You know, the township trustee races or candidates, you know, first-time candidates. Uh, Tracy Schwegman, for instance, in Sycamore Township. Lexi Lawson in Anderson Township. Kathy Ulrich in Colerain. These are, you know, first-time candidates. By the way, all women, mind you, uh, all who did very well yes. and uh, won races based on our slate card. So it seems one big takeaway from 2021 is that people are kind of, uh, you know, going into their political camps. Maybe we're more divided. I don't know if somebody else can say that, but... You know, we want people in the Republican camp. We fight for that every single day. And uh, uh, but I think that's one one big takeaway that I would say. And yeah. the other one, you know, since I already mentioned it, Brian, you know, we had 
a really good slate of female candidates running in 2021, whether it was for city council or some of the suburban races, school boards, et cetera. And we found great success with uh, with some strong female candidates. So those are a couple of big takeaways from the 2021 election. Yeah, and, and one of the ones I was so pleased because she is just a real firecracker. She's intelligent and uh, smart, or smart and, and just a really wonderful person. Uh, Drew Pappas' replacement, uh, Lexi Lawson over in Anderson. Um well, that's a big upgrade, you know, from Andrew Pappas. Well, that's that is that, that is up. true. I think we'd all agree with that. I think maybe <laughs> not sure if he's out of bed yet, tuned in. But anyway, that's but uh, Andrew Pappas, by the way, since you mentioned him, he does he does deserve credit for yeah. eight years of, of commendable service in Anderson. But uh, yeah, we're very excited about Lexi Lawson. You know, Brian, something that the local press, the story they won't tell. This is the second straight odd year election cycle in the in a big suburban community, the Republican Party. The Republican Party of Hamilton County ran and won with an African-American woman. Now, again, we don't play identity politics in our party. The other side does. But anybody's welcome to run. But it is noteworthy when they you know, love to report about identity politics that, you know, two years ago we won with Christy Dukes Davis out in Springfield Township, who's the vice chair of the Hamilton County Republican Party. This year, Lexi Lawson wins in a big, important, well, you know, hardly fought, contested race for trustee in another big, important community in Anderson with an African-American woman. So, again, we're not specifically playing this identity game. I don't believe in it. But I do know that when people who are diverse come to our party, they're very welcome. Yeah. They find support, and, and they run, and they can run successfully. So, you know, again, that's well, something the media just won't tell you, but I will. If Well, and it's important. You know, I know we, we don't do the identity politics thing, but, you know, we're, the Republicans have been demonized as being the party of rich, white country club uh, dwellers for, for as long as I've been involved in politics. And this proves that, one, that is not true. And two, more importantly, it's that monolithic view that I was talking about earlier in the program about Hispanic voters and, and the, the pollsters were talking about how a lot of Hispanic voters is actually even split between Republicans and Democrats. The Republicans are drawing a lot of Latino support. And they, the article in the pollsters pointed out, well, they're not this monolithic group. They're all broken down into different subsets and they have different interests depending on which you know area of the Latino community you're in. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, this is something that flies in the face of the Democrats' narrative about black people having to be Democrats. I mean, the nerve of a guy like Joe Biden saying if you don't vote Democrat, you ain't black. Who in the hell is he? And how insulting is that to more conservative-minded black people or even independent-minded black people, libertarian uh, black people, even socialist black people who don't abide by the Democrat Party politics? It's just... I don't know. I, I just I think it just smacks of racism. And the, and the mainstream media just goes right along with that narrative. Well, they certainly do. And if you look carefully, Brian, what they do, what the Democratic Party does, and usually we're talking, by the way, of liberal elite Democrats yes. who think they're smarter than everybody else. What they do is they do a couple things to scare uh, African-American voters. And it's not working, by the way, but they talk about voter suppression, which is a big, gigantic myth. And they do that to stir up you know, a particular part of the, their, their own base because it's false. And then, of course, they slap the word racist around all the time when it has no uh, basis. In fact, obviously, there is real racism in America. I don't deny that. No person can. It exists. But the fact of the matter is 
America has moved in the right direction for the, you know, for the better part of 60 years now on the question of race. We still have work to do, but, you know, African-Americans are waking up and realizing that our vision is Republicans, one for the free markets, job creation, wealth creation. That's the right message for everybody, not just any particular race. And, you know, Donald Trump did better with African-American voters than any Republican in modern times. And that trend will continue as people begin to understand that our party is one of opportunity, and it's not a party of racism, not a party of voter suppression. It's the opposite. So we're doing a better job, I think, of getting that message out. Donald Trump helped, you know, just get out the message of prosperity. We need to keep doing that at the state and local level. Yeah. And as, as, it, as it relates to the Hispanics, I'm not one uh, a bit surprised about some of this recent data we've all seen. Brian, you know, I'm, I'm a child of, of an immigrant family. And, you know, while my dad was largely a Republican, especially, you know, in the last two-thirds of his existence you know a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of immigrants do start out as democrats and once they uh, uh, you know achieve the american dream and start to understand that freedom and the free market and capitalism works you know they tend to migrate more to the right side of the political spectrum and you know that's what we're all about and we're open to all of those things again without playing identity politics we want to tell every single person regardless of race or color or religion or anything else that they're welcome in our party and they're welcome to run as candidates we'd love their votes and their support and um, you know i think that's the future for the gop is to continue to spread that message of prosperity and capitalism and the free markets and how it can lift everybody up yeah and, and the right to self-determination among a broad variety of topics but not the least of which is self-determination over the money that you make i mean you know right there that may be one of the reasons why you have a hispanic community if you if you if you're not participating in the work world, if you do not have a job, then you're not paying taxes. So the Democrat policies and their tax programs, et cetera, just sort of fly underneath your radar. But once you start paying the tax bill, you appreciate, oh, my word, look how much money they're taking. And then you might be more inclined to pay attention to actually how it's being used. And usually the money that they take from you is being poorly applied. It goes to stupid projects. Uh, or it's uh, just generally wasted with no real results that can be shown for whatever it is, fill in the blank, that they claim to be applying the money toward. I mean, when you put government in charge of something, it usually does not turn out well. Well, we're seeing that right now. I mean, the the Biden administration, you know, I, I enjoy saying that the only thing they're building back better is the Republican Party right now because uh, their policies, uh, the, the, these these crazy spending policies that we're seeing out of Washington are driving up the cost of everything, everything. right now. Inflation is the biggest tax on the middle class that they could ever pass. And it's just poor fiscal policy, and it's, it's, it's bad tax policy, and it's generally, you know, a head of government and Joe Biden who just doesn't understand the free market. You know why, Brian? Because he hasn't been in it. He's a career politician yeah. since his mid-20s. He's never participated in any kind of capitalist venture. He's largely been a technocrat, a bureaucrat, a politician. Uh, you know, and now, you know, obviously failing very badly. This is a catastrophic presidency that we're all enduring. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, it's waking up a lot of people and you're seeing the numbers, you know, for the Republicans increasing dramatically. And I, and I think we need to embrace that. And I think, you know, as conservatives, we need to really be true to our principles and show the American people how what we stand for can make a real difference. So as much as I don't like to see the country hurting, it does open up a window for us. And, what you just talked about, uh, you know, in terms of money and spending and the economy is uh, is really a good message for us going forward. It is indeed. All right, let's pause for a moment. We're going to look forward uh, to 2022. A couple of races we need to certainly talk about, including the uh, commissioner's race. More with Alex Trantafilo, chairman of the Hamilton County Republican Party, after I mentioned one of my... 
720, coming up at 721, 55-care CD talk station. Brian Thomas with Alex Trantafilo, head of the Hamilton County Republican Party, talking uh, now looking into the future for 2022. It's going to be a huge year in terms of the uh, the federal races, but let's uh, focus on some of the, the closer races. I don't know if you noticed, it made the Enquirer. Scott Mortman reported this one. Aftab Perval, our new mayor, <clears throat> uh, has already decided to back uh Danny Isaacson who's described as a 33-year-old community organizer for uh to replace uh, representative Bridget Kelly in that state house now she's a democrat apparently held this office for three terms the 26th house district which is Hyde Park Mount Lookout St Bernard Oakley Avondale and Madisonville a republicans going to run somebody in this race it seems to me that that group of towns might a republican might appeal quite well to them yeah, we're still talking to a lot of different candidates about that particular seat. I don't have anything to announce about that one, Brian. But, yeah, I mean, we intend to have candidates in each one of these uh, seats. We have until February the 2nd at 4 to field our slate. Uh, you know, we've got uh, candidates running in some of these other state house races, but nothing to report on that particular seat. Uh, I will tell you that the numbers in that seat, despite the neighborhoods you ticked off, are a little more challenging because it doesn't incorporate parts of the city. And as kind of us insider types know that some of these House seats are drawn, uh, some very Republican, some very Democrat. You know, for instance, if you go to the Cindy Abrams, Bill Sites seats uh, in the western side of town, very Republican, the Democrats struggle. You know, we have the 28th district, which is uh, the, the northern part of Hamilton County, where We've got a couple people that have announced, and then also, uh, you know, in the uh, Tom Brinkman seat, we've got several people running. Looks like a primary's going to uh, unfold there, but no particular one you mentioned. We we haven't we don't have an announcement yet to make on that one. Okay, that's fair enough. I had to ask. Now, the yeah. all important race for me, and you knew this is coming. A uh, friend of the show, I think my listeners love him, Vice Mayor Christopher Smitherman, who's now has more than enough. He's turned in all enough signatures. He really did a great job collecting signatures, and he faced an uphill battle because you know R or D's only need fifty. He needed like thirty five hundred or whatever, but far exceeded the number of signatures. So he's in the race as an independent. Um, and obviously there were efforts by the Republican Party. You can feel free to refute my conclusions on this to try to get him to convert to Republican. Um, he decided, no, he would alienate too many of his Democrat voters. So he thought he'd be safer running as an independent. So I've got my popcorn out and my feet up waiting for that one. Question, will the Republican Party run someone for county commissioner for that spot, or will they just sort of sit back and either tacitly but not a formally endorsed Vice Mayor Smitherman, or could it possibly be that the Republican Party actually comes out and endorses an independent? Alex? Yeah, none of what you've said uh, is worthy of uh, being refuted, by the way. We would have uh, welcomed Christopher Smitherman to our party. I, you know, there were, look, there are some who uh, who were in our party who you know would not have done that, but I think a majority of us, me included, by the way, are yeah. big fans of Christopher Smitherman. I, uh, he he did uh, terrific work at City Hall. He's a gentleman. He's intelligent. Uh, lots of good, of good things to say. Well, one thing I, I really hope that you know you and your listeners, a very astute group of people, understand is that you know any citizen can go and pull petitions and run for county commissioner with fifty signatures on the Republican side. So. There is sometimes a myth that you know, I or my organization can kind of control who gets into that race. Uh, it's just not so. So if the Republican Party that is a citizen decides to run and win our nomination at the ballot box, uh, you know, there may be a Republican in the race. I will tell you this, and I'm not afraid to say this publicly now. You know, we're not out chasing a candidate to run against Christopher Smitherman. We're just not going to do that. Now, if someone does emerge who decides they want to run as a full-blown Republican rather than an independent, 
you know, we'll at least listen to that. We had a, I thought, a very productive uh, executive committee meeting, which ultimately Jason Williams, who's well-sourced, reported on. I wouldn't typically talk about it, but we had a really productive conversation that gave me and our party faithful some direction. So, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not dodging what you're telling me. I mean, if Christopher Smith were to come to us down the road for an endorsement, uh, my, I, my guess is he would have a lot of support for that. And I can't predict where we would end up because it kind of depends on who else is in the race. But sure. As things stand today, Brian, uh, you know, he just has a lot of support in our party. And, he, you know, and he's earned it. He's supported a lot of Republicans along the way. And yes, he has. Uh, kind of, yeah, that's kind of what's come down the pike uh, to me. And, I've, I, by the way, I've noticed it. I've seen him help the likes of Amy Murray running for city council or, you know, his endorsement of Joe Dieters last year was, was huge help to our party. So, and Brad Wenstrup you know, as well. Absolutely. And, I, yeah, you're right. And that list goes on and on. And so he's a good man. Uh, you know, it's. And, and I'll tell you, Christopher knows this, and he, he joked with me about it. Uh, you know, it's got us in a little bit of a tight spot only because we want to love him, but he doesn't want to love us back. And I, ah, I have a feeling he may yeah. disagree with that, with the way you phrase that. But I get but it. I, I don't. I don't mean that. I don't mean it like that. I just mean as a party organization, and I, I, I understand. I mean that in all good nature and fun with, with my friend Christopher, so, but. Well, we'll work through that one, and uh, you know it is one to pop your popcorn about because even myself, I kind of scratch my head about where this ends up because on on February the second at four, Brian, someone could file uh, for the Republican nomination. If they're unopposed for the Republican nomination, they'll be the nominee of the Republican electorate after the primary. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to earn the Republican Party's endorsement, does it? That that is correct, and that is. I suspect, Brian, uh, if I'm making a prediction, that would be a, a, an internal party fight about whether we embrace the person yep. who you know is running as the Republican or whether we break ranks and actually endorse an independent. And but those things are all possibility. And again, I don't make these decisions on my own, but I, I know. Would- I would listen very carefully to our party faithful, and we would uh, try to move well, in a direction, by the way, that's designed to defeat the Democrat. That's my main goal here. There you are. And I, I guess just some random dude or gal who has an R after their name doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be on the pink slip. You mentioned the slate. That's the little pink sheet or the blue sheet that people tend to, 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 to vote straight down the, the, the ticket. Now, an unendorsed R wouldn't be on that pink slip, would they? No, if they're not endorsed by the Hamilton County Central and Executive Committees, they would not be on that slate. And you, as always, Brian, are right in, in tune with what's actually happening politically. That would be the actual fight that our party would yeah. have about what direction to go. And, uh, again, it much depends on if somebody emerges to, to run uh, with the Republican um, nomination. But one thing that's important, though, is that, on the ballot itself that you vote, uh, the word Republican will appear next to whoever decides to run yeah. You know, on the Republican side. And that we have no control over as a party organization. That simply is any citizen who wants to go and do that can do it. And, uh, you know, I, again, these are things that, uh, that, that have caused me some heartburn over the last several months because, you know, our goal is to defeat Stephanie Dumas and to reassert someone who shares conservative principles at the county level so uh, we can restore some sense of order and not just have this city council kind of style government Indeed. At, county, at the county level. And so. that's where Christopher comes through time and time again. He has always demonstrated prudence when it comes to spending dollars. He's a fiscally responsible guy. He understands budgets. For God's sake, he's a financial planner. And I've always liked to point out, 
you don't you're not going to generate business as a financial planner if you are very uh, wasteful with taxpayer dollars. I mean, it just it, it just would, would would suggest that maybe you don't know a whole lot about budget and finance, but he does. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. And again, popcorn out on that one. Real quick, I'd ask you if. Uh, because Westside Kiefer just chimed in on my text message. Are you coming to lunch tomorrow at Price Hill Chili, Alex? Not to put you on the spot. I'm sorry, I cannot. I've got a I've got a fairly serious commitment tomorrow, and I love Price Hill Chili and I love your lunches. But uh, maybe look for me in the new year, Brian. That's all right, because Vice Mayor Smitherman is going to be there. Of course, uh, I guess we got to quit calling him that at some point here in the very near future. Alex Trantafilo, Chairman of the Hamilton County Republican Party. Thank you so much for the time you spent with my listeners and me. And if we don't talk between now and uh, the holidays, a very Merry Christmas to you and your family and again best of health to all of you merry christmas to you and your your great family as well brian i look forward to talking to you soon take care my friend 729 right now 55 care cd talk station phone lines we open here 749-5500-800-823 two-thirds of americans are at risk to experience a blackout are you ready to protect your family well you could be with the patriot power solar generator 2000x This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to fourpatriots.com slash on the right. That's four patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right.